0: Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm strong and get
2: if my dad is okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with
1: Okay,
3: what was that when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leprechaun. So we're just gonna make up rules as we go along. Show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. <laughs> anyway, Owen, tell you this: I'm gonna start at an 11. I'm gonna take it to about a
4: 15 real quick. <laughs>
3: opportunity to talk to jack armstrong and joe getty well uh, jack armstrong and joe getty who host the popular uh, radio talk show ask the same question of their listeners and here's their response
5: they want to disrupt they want to try to impeach and they want to stall
3: I give
6: you America itself. this is ed mcmahon and now here's
5: armstrong and getty
6: Studio C, Senor, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show for this 16th, is that correct? Indeed. 16th of November, the year of our Lord, 2018. This morning, under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager, everyone who's busting their butt to help the victims of the terrible Western wildfires... From the first responders to the volunteers, to the folks with the grim duty of trying to find those who did not survive, those of you donating, you're our honorary general manager this morning, all of you. The corner office is going to be a little crowded, and I have to ask you to sit in the big chair in shifts and not change anything too fundamentally as you switch in and out of the job. Uh, Michael, can you play the door opening? Hey, look, everybody! It's
5: Jack. You know who my general
6: manager's got to be? Turning on the microphone. My, there, my, you there you go. You know who
5: my general manager's got to be for the next month and a half? Who that? My holiday season diet. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I ate about a half of a Costco apple pie last night. <laughs> Those things are what? Yeah, they're the size of a coffee table. They're the ki- size of a car tire. Yes. <laughs> And I am, uh I am reaping the benefits thereof. Oh, well, you're reaping what you have sown. Oh my God, a good book reminds us. Oh my us. God, you know what this is? This is God doing for me what I cannot do for myself. My gluttony. That's right, sir. Prior to Thanksgiving and Christmas eating, my gluttony has put me in a very bad position, and I think this is going to be a wake-up call that will keep me from overdoing it.
2: Oh, in a I week, see.
5: Next week, I see. Yeah. Because I realized uh, in the middle of the night, throughout the night, that uh, I have got to get my act together on this eating. Mm. You can't just walk by a pie and eat half of it. (laughs) That needs to be my lesson. Not unless you're a Labrador retriever (laughs) and you're being a very bad boy. Oh, my God. Let's introduce uh, everybody on the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
4: Uh, Pretty good. This is why you got to, if you're going to suffer, Jack, you might as well eat the whole thing. Go eat uh, half.
5: what are you, it's, what? it's like I was saying yesterday, when you get to this time of year where you just feel like money doesn't count and calories don't count, I'll just b- buy whatever I want, go mm-hmm. out to eat as ever, much as I want, and eat whatever I want, which is a crazy way to look at the world. But a lot of that goes on. Anyway, you were saying, Michael.
4: Oh, I was just thinking, pointing out that if you're going to suffer anyway, you might as well go for the whole thing. You
5: know what? Know. I'm, I'm sure I see your point. <laughs> has anybody ever done this? This would be a good question next week, but has anybody ever done this? If I went to the doctor and explained to them my symptoms... Because I feel sick. <laughs> if
3: I explain to them my symptoms.
5: Like, if you did that oh, on Friday yeah. morning. I don't know. I've got sweats. I didn't sleep very well. My energy is terrible. I'm nauseated. My digestive system is a mess. Would the doctor figure out that you just <laughs> ate too much? You ate half a Costco pie? <laughs> or, or, I have no idea. on Friday morning, would the doctor finally get to, wait a second.
6: Wait a second. All right, so here's the... <laughs> Here's the scenario. He's You're telling him all that. He's typing it in and IBM's Watson is going Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. wait a minute.
4: <laughs> You've got the Costco flu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right.
6: This right. man has pie poisoning. Yeah, no
5: kidding. There's Positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you Sean? Uh, doing very well. A uh,
4: decent uh, weekend at the plex. We got the new Harry Potter expanded universe movie. Fantastic Beast. The Crimes of Grindelwald opening up. The first one was quite charming. Uh, but the, the movie that I'm most interested in checking out this weekend is a new release on Netflix. Uh, it is the the latest by the fantastic Coen Brothers. Uh, as long as I'm a part of this house, this is a Coen Brothers house. And uh, it's The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is so much a Coen Brothers title. No kidding. It could hope be it's <laughs> smart and quirky, but funny. <laughs>
5: and could be about anything yeah, it, yeah. with that title. Uh, anything.
4: It, it is an anthology film comprised of six stories, each dealing with a different aspect of life in the Old West. Cool. Uh, and I can't wait to see it. I'll, I'll be watching wow. that this weekend. Oh. Wow. That's on the Netflix. Yep.
5: Fabulous. I don't have the kind of time that I had uh, pre-child, but there are Coen brothers I had to watch like four times before I understood what what the movie was. I still have no idea what Barton Fink is about. I finally got into that one. Now yeah. it's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, the but box it, was th- his creativity. Th- right? The first several times I saw it, I just got <laughs> nothing out of it. No, the box was God. What? <laughs> Oh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
3: I'm doing very well. A friend of mine's got a young son, and for Christmas, I was going to buy the lad a set of Lincoln Logs. Awesome. You remember the cans of notched wooden sticks? Build kids he says they, they love the them. notched
6: wood yeah. yeah go on
3: go on well <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's it's a toy that's really hands-on you're not sitting in front of yeah, a screen absolutely right. no screen time you're building something right. right mom i like red dead redemption but i sure <laughs> wish i had some notched <laughs> logs <laughs> well, you may mock. You know, I like, want something slow-paced and old timing You know, <laughs> I went out to I went out to buy them. Do you know what they run? They run from fifty to over a hundred bucks. So what? this is
5: this is your what classic is Lincoln toys? self-autograph them. This is your classic yeah. toys phenomenon now. Uh, why it has to be this way? I don't know. Or are they taking advantage of grandparents? It's or the what same it is. reason
6: Eagles tickets are two hundred and seventy-five <laughs> bucks.
5: But I didn't get Lincoln Logs as a kid because they were expensive. No, no. I had Lincoln Logs and Ticker Toys. Ticker Toys same way, right. super crazy expensive to get the same toy that was super cheap at Kmart right. as a kid for me, um, now are very expensive in the same tin can. And they've got a whole section like in Target and Walmart of your old-timey toys, and they're all ridiculously expensive. I'm telling you, it's all about Target demographic.
6: Some 31-year-old parent who's unfamiliar with those toys is not going to buy them for their kids. But grandma and grandpa, who have warm, warm memories
5: from the decades of yore, we're going to pay whatever it takes. Although part of it is that the modern a lot of your modern versions of stuff is so crappy. Yep. The modern version is so crappy. Yep. The the board for like uh board games like we got the game uh Chutes and Ladders, yep. which I oh, played yeah. a lot as a kid. The board is <clears throat> paper thin. The China. pieces are crappy. I mean the whole thing is just crap.
4: Right. It's so
5: it ought to be cheap. It mm. ought to be practically free. Yeah.
4: I also do think that mechanical toys were very valuable for children when they were entering a mechanical world, when you were physically working on assembly lines, constructing things. As we go into the digital realm, I don't know if stacking notched pieces of wood, <laughs> yeah. get, I don't know if those skills translate into future jobs. Well, that's yeah. right. we
6: got a bunch of obese children with arms like pipe cleaners. And
5: no hand grip.
3: And no grip strength. No, you should none. see him
5: click a mouse, though. Uh, but spending 80 bucks on Lincoln Logs is the thing. I
3: know,
5: I know. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Friday, November 16th, the year 2018, we're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
6: Well, all right, then. Let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark.
4: You know, we're, we're, we're banged up a little bit physically, and right now we're banged up uh, spiritually. I mean, that's um, there's no getting around that banged up spiritually I just think that sets the current mood <laughs> for the whole country <laughs> banged
6: up spiritually Wow. Well, can you apply some ice to your soul
5: what are the other headlines including the fact that the caravan is at our freaking border how's this not getting more news coverage and and and
6: Hillary might get locked
5: up lock her up honest to God you're bringing back the locker up channel it's time Yes, Marshall.
3: Well, the West of Washington wildfire smoke, fires raging on. You mentioned the caravan. Yes, they're knocking on our door. The folly trolley and throwing rocks at our border guards. Folly trolley blasted by the California State Auditor, and how millennials are upending Thanksgiving. All coming up.
5: Millennials ruining Thanksgiving yes. now.
3: Damn those millennials!
5: <laughs> how, does, how does mailbag look? It's
6: very, very good. It, it contains one of my favorite opening sentences of all time in Melbourne.
5: Very call me, clever. Call me Ishmael?
6: <laughs> yep, that's it.
5: <laughs> yeah, the caravan is here and throwing rocks at border guards, and it's getting, like, zero news coverage.
6: It doesn't fit the narrative.
5: Which is really interesting. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
5: The conscience of the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: The caravan is at the border. All right, we've got some real news to cover today. Also, what is your state Googling about Thanksgiving this year? Which is kind of entertaining and kind of reflects on each state's personality. And is it a throwback
6: Friday? A federal judge has just ordered Hillary to answer a bunch of questions about the
5: email server under oath. Got to admit, when I heard that headline, it uh, it struck me as really still, somebody's uh, still looking into this. Yeah,
6: yeah. I think it was kind of a shoddy job the first time around, but I got to admit, I was pretty surprised.
5: Are Strzok and Page
6: <laughs> tex- la, la,
3: la, 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 Lock her up, lock
5: her up. Just getting warmed up. Are Struck and Page texting each other again? <laughs> you
6: know, there's some nights I really miss you, and how we'd badmouth Donald Trump.
5: I know. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Probably not. Mailbag is coming up in a moment or two. Oh, that's so. right. I would have been fooled on this. Huh?
6: I'd
1: forgotten
5: yeah. it was Friday. It's
6: Friday. It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week.
5: <laughs> and we'll be just fine. Okay? We're doing alright. Baby, it'll be alright.
3: Look, we're past it. We're out of it, okay? Yay! Yay.
2: Aye, we did it together.
6: This is surveillance. And these stockpiles of personal data serve only to enrich the companies that collect them. Who owns your data? Basically, whoever factually
4: has the power over it, which is usually the big tech company. But connected together as grateful fellow Americans. We'll never forget the sacrifices made by veterans past and present. And never forget those we lost on 9-11. Heroes like Pete's father. So I'll just say, Pete, never forget.
5: Never forget.
3: Well, she is a Democrat. She listed as a Democrat. Uh, she's always been a Democrat.
5: Excelsior.
6: You wanna go after Trump with a lawsuit? That guy lives for lawsuits. Mod is a weird fing straight cat outside. It looks like, it looks like grandma f-ing thing. Oh my
5: man, that was a good and powerful uh clips of the week. And then that that, that one with the dad driving his daughter down the fire oh. road hoping they're gonna get out alive and trying to keep from her how scary it actually is.
6: Oh it's, man. That is something. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. Beautiful and sad and scary. Yeah, that's amazing. Mailbag. First-year freedom-loving quote of the day from Justice William O. Douglas. I apologize, I don't have a, a date on this. I'd be curious to know, but... He said the privacy and dignity of our citizens are being whittled away by sometimes imperceptible steps. Taken individually, each step may be of little consequence. But when viewed as a whole, there begins to emerge a society quite unlike any we've seen, a society in which government
5: may intrude into the secret regions of a person's life. I'd like to know when he said that, too. He lived a long time, so it could be any time between, I'm guessing, like the 30s and the 70s. So, but um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Now
6: is not normal. This is not normal. Some of you younger folks may think, well, this is the way it's always been, right? No, 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 no. No, we used to be a people that embraced liberty, freedom. Government got the hell out of our way. Get out of my way. Here's your wisdom-loving quote of the day. I love this. This is passed along by uh, listener Jeff. Confucius say, you have two lives. Long time no see, Confucius. <laughs> oh boy, I'm told by <laughs> snowflake morons that's insensitive. And it's not. And you're a moron. Uh, where was I? Ah, yes. You have two lives. You know what? I couldn't get it to print. I memorized it because it, it meant so much to me. Wow. You've <laughs> memorized a quote. I'm going to start for the third time. Confucius say, you have two lives. The second one begins when you realize you only have one. Ooh, I'm
5: going to have to sit down for a second. Sounds, Sounds like it's out of, of a Coen Brothers movie, doesn't it? Part of the reason <laughs> I have to sit down is all the pie I ate. But the <laughs> other reason is I need to think about this Confucius saying. I've blown you away. You only have two lives. The second one begins when you realize you only have one. Right. Ha. Huh, Your
3: I,
6: life will change fundamentally yeah, okay. when you realize you have limited time on this uh, big beautiful earth.
5: Here's yeah, well that's interesting. I don't want to How deep do you want to get on a Friday morning? Not too <laughs> Oceanic. But that definitely happened to me when I got cancer, but it has not been a benefit. Hmm. So, you know, we well, I there, need to see somebody about that. Perhaps.
6: <laughs> we have a lot of great mailbag to get to, but we ought to talk about that. Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, Aaron in San Diego with one of my favorite opening lines of an email of all time. And we've been doing this for a while. I'm one of those guys who quits a thing and 24 hours later is baffled that others are still doing the thing I just quit. <laughs> I'm that way. I'm that way. Oh, what a great self-realization, Aaron. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Which reminds me of our other favorite saying. If you don't know what introspection is, you need to take a long hard look at yourself. So, I'm one of these guys who I'm one of these guys who quits a thing and 24 hours later is baffled that others are still doing the thing I just quit. How are you
5: still interested in that?
4: Look at
6: these so, little brains. What's the matter with you? Social media is one of those things I quit. I quit Facebook about 2 years ago. It was making me feel low as if our collective attention was being driven by some invisible force with an unclear agenda well it probably felt like that cuz it's it's completely true it i used twitter for global news i thought if i thought it's was rad that i could use periscope i could periscope myself into major world events as it occurred but it became a 24/7 trump thing after that i gave up instagram realizing that every beautifully edited photo with an inspirational quote from nelson mandela just told the story <laughs> of another poor idiot glued to their phone yeah a oh, good one i even wow. quit pinterest things are great as a result, I no longer have the urge to look at my phone. That's gone. I just care a lot less about the things you hear other people
5: screaming about when you're not on social media. Hey, buddy, what were you doing on Pinterest? That's what, what I want to know. What is Pinterest? That's like a, well, it's, I know what it is, but what 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 what's the knock on it?
4: It's it's for like arts and crafts. Like, is this guy okay. really
5: have a a need for crocheted?
6: <laughs> hey, hey, the yarn doesn't weave itself and macrame itself. Uh, I advise everyone to do the same. It's liberating. He goes on for some time and then. As for Jack and Joe, jeez, I feel feel for you talk radio guys, you have no choice. You cannot you must not unplug. You have to expose yourself to these apps and news feeds. Yeah, you have man. to watch cable news.
5: That's a rough translation of what he wrote. <laughs> right, and moderation is tough. If I didn't do this for a living, I would just not get into Twitter or whatever. And then he says, to- "Hang on a- Xo you poor silly fellows. Thanks for the hugs and kisses. <laughs> Xo." It's tough to do a little bit of Twitter and stuff like that, because you get sucked in. That is my vow. That is my
6: late year resolution, and I'm working very hard at it, which is to say a
5: little bit for like a day. Yeah, um, abstinence is a way easier than doing a little of things.
6: Yeah, I'm 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 building fences for exposure to media and looking at my damn
5: phone. But I really liked his um phone fence. I really liked his, you know, rising up to the ceiling, looking down on yourself thing. So when I look at a great picture with a Nelson Mandela quote, the real, the real view is of a guy staring at his phone. And and continuing to stare at it for the next four days, hoping for likes,
6: which I've caught myself doing, thinking, wow, why didn't that get more retweets? Man, That's never, weird. I've never done that. Oy, well, I'm, I'm uh, going to stop. I, I, hope, I hope I don't go down that road. A quick uh, one-two punch here. First of all, it's somebody who signs himself off as a bull twinkle. Um, After that multimedia puff piece from the blowhard at the Small Business Association, your program has relinquished any right to protest government propaganda. The SBA is worthless as tatas on a bull, and that you don't know it speaks for itself. Step up and take your hypocrisy pills, and keep up the other good work. You know, uh, listen. Well, let me get to the other email real quick. The one-two punch. Brandon, South Texas. All right, huge fan of the show. Can't help but notice you routinely tell people who write mean emails loaded with crummy suggestions to stop wasting their time and that they don't do it. They just continue to write in. The only people who proceed to do things that have literally no effect after being repeatedly told not to are either five years old or idiots. (laughs) Well, listen, if this guy says, dudes... You took the company line. The SBA is not good at what it does. I appreciate that constructive criticism.
5: I'll look into it. I can take that. So the caravan's here, among other things. Marshall's got his news coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. And by the way, there's no, another leader of a tech giant saying, I don't want my kids doing this out Christ. today. So we'll get into that coming up. So that's Twitter, Facebook, everybody that's in the business saying, I'm not letting my kids do it. Is it the Instagram gal gal you're talking about?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's becoming close to universal. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a big tech thinker, an innovator, somebody you respect, a guru say,
3: oh, it's great for kids? Or even something like that? Nobody's saying that.
5: Uh, Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
3: Boy, over the years, there's been a lot of smoky wildfires in the West, but most agree the smoke from the fires in California like nothing we have seen before. Northern California choking on it. Air quality in the Bay Area tagged as the worst in the world. The worst in the world in the fourth biggest city in the United States. Yes,
6: Beijing says, finally,
3: that is incredible. Purple Air, an air uh, quality uh, monitoring app, was uh, showing uh, the, air, the air quality conditions in the Bay Area to be the worst in the world. Again, they are monitoring that. We are all monitoring the air. you got Spare the Air Alerts extended through Tuesday. And now we're hearing the smoke from the wildfires is affecting air quality in the Portland area. Air quality in Portland and Salem, Oregon, now considered to be unhealthy unhealthy air in oregon from the fires meanwhile the number of known dead from the california wildfires grew to 63 yesterday while 631 people are now listed as missing that's an incredible number over a week after the fire started that was an increase of 500 people from estimates yesterday the butte county sheriff uh, Corey honey Explaining the numbers soaring because they're collecting more information from emergency calls made during the fire. Now we're going back through uh, all of the uh, records, CAD, RMS records, computer dispatch records that were generated during the most intense uh, portions of this event uh, when people were calling 911 and we were logging information in there. And So we've gone through and mined all that data and now collected it.
6: It's it's become nearly impossible to process, even having covered many of these things. It's becoming impossible to process how many people might indeed be lost. Yes. How many are just unaccounted for because they got the heck out of town and haven't called in yet. It's very hard to say, but it is beyond a doubt that the death toll will go higher. Oh, yeah.
3: In Southern California, firefighters making some gains against the Woolsey Fire, uh, which killed three people and destroyed more than 500 buildings. It's also been announced President Trump will be in California on Saturday to visit with victims of the wildfires. Now, shifting gears, you got hundreds of Central American migrants massing at a temporary refuge near the U.S.-Mexico border. Officials in the city of Tijuana have converted a sports facility to house the migrants heading to the U.S. with hopes of being granted asylum. Nearly a thousand of the migrants have poured into the city since Sunday, and officers are expecting as many as 5,000 more to follow in the coming days.
6: And now in Tijuana, the locals are yelling and chanting at the migrants, saying, Get out, go back to your home, we don't want you here. Because, you know, Mexicans, they're, they're racists against other Hispanics. That must be it, because the only reason you'd want controlled, coherent immigration is out of racism. That's what I've heard hundreds of times. So those Mexicans in Tijuana must be racist.
5: Well, and also the narrative that the whole caravan thing was completely made up. Please, there are now hundreds of people. soon to be 5,000,
6: according right. to Marshall's News there. Yep. Camped on the border, chucking rocks and or epithets at our Border Patrol people and saying, when we're getting ready, we're coming in you're taking us, like it or not.
3: Uh, earlier in the week, some of the uh, migrants climbed up on top of the fences in the wall and started taunting U.S. soldiers and then jumped back into Mexico very, very quickly. Who's behind this sort of thing? Was it- It's that uh, Puebla Sin Fronteras. It's one of those no borders
6: groups the cartels i mean human smuggling is a huge business for the drug cartel but don't well, they're, you to they call them drug cartels it oversimplifies it they're giant uh, multilateral businesses now
5: but don't you want to do that on the down low as opposed to making a giant uh, worldwide spectacle out of it <clears throat> i don't know that's an interesting question
6: they probably feel like they have the momentum politics wise in the united uh, could states could be could be and that uh, there's no way congress gets its act together and passes coherent immigration reform. And so the likely status quo, and these, listen, these cartels, they're very smart people. They're thinking, all right, so looking, as we project uh, for the next quarter, we anticipate a status quo in American law, which means our, you know, 175,000 customers will be sneaking into the U.S. with our assistance, and we see revenue peaking at X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, I think this situation is pretty good for them. No reform and a pathetic effort in enforcement, particularly after they sneak in. Great for the cartels.
3: More problems for the Folly Trolley. A scathing new report finds that the so-called bullet train project is over budget and behind schedule. That coming from the legislative analyst's office. Also warning the delays could result in California having to pay back billions of dollars to the federal government. Now, Assemblyman Jim Patterson of Fresno has been a vocal opponent of the project and the High-Speed Rail Authority. The new report, he says, confirms his worst fears. What
5: I have been warning about for years now is now down in black and white. This authority misused billions of dollars of federal money.
1: They did it knowingly.
3: The authority may have to repay as much as three and a half billion dollars to the feds if they don't complete the Central Valley legs by 2022. Of course, three and a half billion dollars out of what will be a total budget of 200
6: billion dollars over the next 35 years. Right, is hardly a uh, you know drop in the
3: bucket. One final note: Millennials disrupting Thanksgiving with their tiny turkeys. <laughs> Bloomberg is reporting smaller turkeys are more popular this year than ever. Shoppers are buying smaller birds, some breeders even developing a six pound turkey type as a result. Experts say smaller pitty bitty turkey. Experts <laughs> say smaller family sizes and the increased experts, des- turkey, experts. turkey size. Turkey experts. size experts. Yes. That's
6: right. Back to you, Marsha. <laughs>
3: Bloomberg has a staff of turkey sized experts. They say the smaller family sizes, one to two people in a family, and the increased desire to avoid wasting food. Could be behind the reason. And it could this happened the, all of a sudden in one year? Could be the reasons behind the Family sizes didn't change drastically
5: trend. since
4: last Thanksgiving.
3: Who's <laughs> wasting the food that doesn't get eaten?
4: You just eat it the next day. Oh, yeah, what are talking
5: about? Please don't talk about eating and food All you've done is Oh, around right. me. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm Turkey sorry. sandwiches, turkey soup. <laughs> I've got a food hangover. I'm like a, a person doesn't want to hear about booze when they're hungover. Turkey burgers. I ate too Whoa. much last <laughs> night in preparation of next week. <laughs>
6: So so, listen, perfect no, Perfect moment for this. this. What a great illustration of the difference between my daughter, Little D, who's yeah. 19, and my wife, who is an angel, but Delaney's more my daughter. Anyway, yeah. so Delaney t- t- texts from college <laughs> last night. I'd already gone to bed. Hey, y'all, how long does it take to microwave a 15-pound turkey? <laughs> Limited resources here. <laughs> and has the laughing till she's crying emoji. Well, my wife, who is incredibly helpful and the queen of, of taking things literally, says, No idea, Google it. You can't use the oven there in the dorm. I think it's uh, in the basement. Uh, you should be in bed. Um, and Delaney, teasing her, says, No, I think the microwave would work. Judy says, it, it might. And Delaney says, It might not be very good. Do you think I'd have to take the bones out? <laughs> Judy says, You could just get a turkey breast. And finally, little D says, Gosh darn it, mom, it's a meme. Judy says, oh, my bad. It's time for bed.
5: There you go. That's That's adorable.
6: (laughs) Maybe I should take out the bones.
5: That would work. That would work. That's a good plan. There you go. That's your news.
3: I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It is time to ring the bell.
5: That's oh, a Liberty no. Bell, people, the Liberty Bell. Michael snuck in
6: and actually rang it. So, a Little D sends us the meme. It says, text your mom and ask how long it takes to microwave a 25-pound turkey. <laughs> Post results below. Oh, oh, honey, honey. That's a good one. Let's not be mocking the woman who gave you life. That's a, that's
5: a, that's a good one. I think this has gone far enough. <laughs> Um. So we've uh, nailed down that long time no see is racist, and you're not supposed to say it on some college campuses. The hell it is. There's another phrase along those lines. I gotta hip you to because you don't want to accidentally be racist, especially during this holiday season. Um, Hillary Clinton, uh, lock her up. That that whole thing is back. The email mm. thing is back. L H U, L H U. And uh, what your state is googling about Thanksgiving this year? Since we're on that theme, maybe we can microwave a fifteen-pound turkey. Right. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
5: The conscience of of the nation.
1: The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show.
5: That was one word from Nancy Pelosi.
1: Do we have any more words? Say from- to everybody come on in, the water's warm. Certainly, we have many, many people in our caucus uh, who. Uh, uh, could serve in this capacity. I happen to think that I, at this point, I'm the best person for that.
5: The best thing about uh, what Nancy Pelosi said yesterday was uh, she went on to say, there are a lot of men that don't seem to be interested in me being the Speaker of the House, so misogyny is definitely in play. Right. I thought, wow, you're down to your last straw now. Where you're accusing your own party of misogyny? Exactly. Because exactly. reason- maybe it's time to move on from... The reason progressives are against you is because you're a woman. That's it.
4: Wow. If she's really running out of straws, that could be dangerous because I'm not sure how well she can consume solids. <laughs>
5: she does sound extraordinarily old. And, you know, really? is that unfair? I, 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 you know, it's just accurate. It's just accurate. You know, if I'm watching a
6: a basketball game and we got a like a 55 year old power forward who's lagging, you know, 75 feet behind the play, I'm going to call him on it.
5: She reminds me of we our uh, our best dog Bianca is an old woman now, and she is I don't know how much time she's got left, mm. but uh, she uh, she's still uh, she's still the, the, the dogs are starting other dogs are starting to eat her food and she growls at them and she tries to get up really slowly. Oh, Wow! They didn't used to do that. Your dog is Nancy Pelosi. They didn't used to do that, and they would no no dog would have thought of eating her food. Right. But now they sense weakness and they're well, starting to eat her food. she's big as a sofa, and she tries to she tries to bark. <laughs> And growl, but they don't really take it seriously. And I actually Mm. thought while I was watching that, that's Nancy Pelosi. She was the big dog for so long and you didn't even dare challenge her because she was the power. People are sensing weakness. They're sensing that, you know, she ain't all that anymore. Right. And they're willing to step up and say it. You know,
6: that is absolutely true, and it's going to be so interesting to watch unfold the giant battle. And it reminds me a little bit of the the Tea Party and the Freedom Caucus going up against the John Boehners of the world. Nancy Pelosi's got a hell of a problem. But m- more than that, what I'm going to take away, what I'm going to think of as I go to sleep at night, because there's something wrong with me, is that's how seriously you should take the accusation of, oh, well, you're a misogynist, or you're a racist, or you're a whatever-ist, when you're called that by some lefty. Look how cheap those insults come. Nancy Pelosi Good is point. calling her own caucus misogynist because 17 guys, 17,
5: well, and it's the- said, you know, we think we'd be better off with somebody else's speaker. Well, and it's the left wing of the Democratic Party that wants her out. They don't want her out because she's a woman. Okay? You're right. That gives you an idea of just how cheaply people are willing to throw around the whole it's because I'm a woman card. I want you to picture a giant warehouse. It's probably way out in suburban D.C. because
6: those suburbs are so expensive to live in. A giant warehouse. And it's got, picture millions and millions of playing cards stacked up. I mean, tens of millions. And each one of those playing cards is you're a racist. Or you're a misogynist, or you're part of the paternalistic something or other. That's how cheap those insults are. Ignore them.
5: Hey, coming up. Unless you're actually a racist. If you are, cut it out. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk to a reporter who's following the El Chapo trial, which is really interesting, man. I'm telling you, I now wish I was on the jury. Oh. That'd be a damn interesting trial. I'd be scared to death. Better man than me. I'd be scared to death, but you talk about an interesting trial to sit in on. Holy cow. I'd be wearing like a red -haired haired wig
6: right the, the, the groucho glasses a big false beard and talking in a funny voice <laughs> i'd like have like a fake pirate hook <laughs> right and i'd regularly sir say uh, your honor is a guy with a hook for a hand you know just anything i could do who lives to
5: hundreds of miles from here right um and then we've got a reporter like
6: this all the time
5: we got a reporter on the border where they can see people from the caravan that have actually made it to the fence. So we're going to talk to that person coming up a little bit later also. By the way, speaking of the House of Representatives, this is kind of quirky. The House lifted their hat ban that's been in place for 181 years. So we've had a ban. You Finally. weren't allowed to wear hats in not the House the of Representatives. Not the federal budget, not immigration, but the hat situation. Why did it exist before? Why is it gone now? Both kind of interesting. huh? It existed originally... Because our, our founding, closer to the founding uh, generation of this country, wanted to get away from the look they had in Parliament in Great Britain. And they all wore hats. Oh. They wanted to be so different from oh. the people we broke away from that they decided, no hats, we're not going to look like them. That is fun. The reason that they've lifted the ban is because it would apply to a headscarf. And you got a couple of Muslim women coming oh. into Congress, and they so they lifted the hat ban. Probably yarmulke, too. Yeah, which I'm fine friend. with you. You don't need a hat ban. Not really. no, Nobody's going to think you're just like Parliament <laughs> at this point. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that, that would be an odd accusation. Oh, did you see old Theresa May getting yelled at and hooted at and laughed I at in Parliament not, the I other did not. day? Oh man, I wish we had more of that in our government. Where uh, do we have that clip from yesterday where she said this Brexit agreement will guide us calmly into the future? And everybody. <laughs> Won't you blah, 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 blah. She's heckled and laughed at, and the rest of it It was <laughs> hilarious. I don't know what it means politically, but because that's going to be a little hairy. But I just I like the feel of it. Uh, you know, uh, once you got a guy uh, stands up and says you lie when the president was lying, by the way, uh, and that was a breach of decorum, and it was probably out of line and rude, and the rest of it, even die. though he was
5: right. I understand from an entertainment standpoint where you're saying, I don't think less decorum is what we're really needing right now. I, how about like once a week? <laughs> we have Congress get together and you can heckle each We other. almost had a fist fight the less presidential press conference. I, I don't know that we need less decorum as we go down that road. All right. Um. Uh, so, long time no see. Maybe it was originally racist, but... N- no, 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 no. Not racist. Chinese. But nobody... Who says it now has anything on their mind, right? Other than what you think it is? No can do. Apparently, equally racist. If you buy that idea, for the same reasons, it was mocking the ability to speak of certain groups. No can do. You want that guy to do the job for you? No can do. It is impossible
6: to describe the stupidity of this topic without the like the verbal skills of Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, super stupid. (laughs)
5: We'll check in on the El Chapo trial. Man, that thing should be uh, televised. It's like a crime drama. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered.